Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. Ah, what can I say about today? It's a great one. Thanks for showing up. We've got a day off on tour. Um, as you can see from the background, uh, insert uh, hotel room anywhere. It's not a green screen. This is a real thing. That's a real suitcase. And uh, that's a touring tip 101. Just put the bag right on the bed. Um, but we now have uh, crossed the border into Canada and we are about two-thirds of the way uh, of, of this leg, leg one of the tour with Alice Cooper. And uh, we're having a great time with the boys and Buck Cherry out there and uh, rocking and rolling every night. Everyone that's been showing up to the shows, thank you so, so much. Everyone that's been um, following the Instagram on my public one, as well as our all-access deal. That's been great, the all-access extra sort of stuff time that i get to spend with you each and every day that's really cool leg one is officially sold out but there will be a leg two coming up but guess what enough about me first thing you got to do first of all if this is your first time watching in the trenches uh hit that subscribe button right right there on our youtube official channel uh we appreciate you being um on what a Facebook Live, and we appreciate you uh, listening to us on any audio platform. But we really want you on our YouTube channel and subscribing so you can be in our live chat, which our live chat is alive and well today, and for good reason. You can be part of the show as well. We even have a couple people uh, hanging out backstage here, which is quite cool. From the All Excess bunch, uh, want a quick shout out to uh, Fourier. Forley, Forley. You know what? I always say the name. You know, I mistakenly say that name. But it's time to dive into the trenches. Are you ready? Because um, it's what a treat, man. We have one of rock and roll's fastest upcoming bands. Uh, I remember the guitarist coming to the Alice Cooper shows as a kid uh, with her mom. And uh, now she's playing those very same, same stages. And uh, she's kicking ass on them as well. And many of you would probably remember the lead singer from her time with The Voice. In a relatively short matter of time, the band has built up a dedicated following, formidable airplay, and have supported some of the world's biggest rock bands. Um, here to talk about that success, that dedication, and that love for rock and roll, would you please welcome into the trenches Mariah and Bella from the band Plush. Hello, guys. Hey, thanks for hey. having me. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thanks for putting up with that really long introduction. I mean, when we're on the road, there's just so much stuff to cover. And we didn't have a podcast last week because um, we were uh, at Paisley Park. We went to go see oh, Prince's Paisley Park as as the oh a band tour. And that was quite cool because we were in the you know Minnesota area. And um, I just want to say right out of the gate, Plush, congrats. Um, you might be one of the Thank first post-pandemic bands, right? PPDs or P PPBs. I don't know. <laughs> if we, if we because, because all of this uh, stuff that's taken off for you uh, with Plush has happened, or, you know, either right before the pandemic and now you're kind of just busting out of it post-pandemic or, you know, hopefully fingers crossed post-pandemic, all that kind of stuff. But uh, tell us, tell us a little bit what it's like, um, right? We start with you uh, to form this band and uh, what steps you took in order to get uh, Bella uh, in the band as well. And how did it all begin? Yeah. So, um, so the way that all began was it was probably the end, you know, like, it was like right before the pandemic happened actually. And I was, you know, I had like a solo thing going on. Like, um, as you mentioned, like after the voice, you know, I had a solo thing going on, which was great. And I had a lot of great experiences and, you know, with that, with that band, I, I got to do some really fun things, but I just wasn't 100% happy with what I was doing. And I just, you know, when I was little, everybody that I looked up to, it was always bands, you know, I always saw myself being a part of a band, you know, um, and that was something that I just thought, you know, 
it, it was time, you know, to be part of a, a real band, for lack of a better term. Um, and so right around the same time as the pandemic hit, of course, I was at home all day, you know, on social media, because like, what else are you going to do? And uh, I came across uh, Brooke Colucci's drum videos. And I was like, wow, like this girl is ridiculous. And I thought that it was so crazy that she was 16 too at the time. Right. And um, I found out that she didn't live too far from me. And the two of us got together through a mutual venue and we ended up jamming and the chemistry was just instant, you know, not only as uh, musicians, but as friends too. And it was just something that felt really special. And then we were like, okay, you know, let's try this. Let's really have a go at this and, and try to be a band. And um, Brooke at that point had introduced me to Ashley, our bass player, who um, I think the two of them had done the School of Rock program together a few years prior. Gotcha. And then the three of us got together and we we had a little jam sesh. And again, the chemistry was just, I mean, I fell in love with Ashley as well. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this chemistry is freaking slamming, man. And Ashley just, um, by the way, was supposed to be on uh, the podcast yes. with us. We would have been a, you know, sort of four squares instead of three, but she has some jury duty. So she is fulfilling her civic duty out there, but uh, we'll make <laughs> sure we get you guys back on as the full band at some point. So you have these three pieces yes. and then you have that fourth ingredient in Bella and how, yes. did, how did that come around? So I was actually, I mean, same deal, mid-pandemic, just on my phone. And I was on Instagram <laughs> and I came across an ad that Lizzie Hale had shared saying, you know, her friend Mariah is looking for a female guitar player from the Northeast. And so I, you know, I was looking at like their social media pages and kind of similar to like when you came across Brooke's video of just like, holy, like these girls are insane, you know, just the talent's ridiculous. So I emailed their manager like right away and just introduced myself and sent in an audition video. And I think like literally the next day, Mariah and I were talking. And then a couple of weeks after I came down to New York and we started jamming and just the chemistry was unreal, like from the first practice, you know, and it was a lot of fun. So yeah, since then, it's kind of just been this crazy roller coaster. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm, I'm, hopefully I got all of that. Uh, Vic, give me a thumbs up if we got all audio and everything's good that, okay. Cause I'm getting a little bit of that Winnipeg sort of Wi-Fi that got a little jumbled on there on that last answer, but no worries. Cause we are hanging out with the rock band plush finding out um, how things began. And you know what? I should have run this animation before. Cause that's how we start every single show because we are talking about the history of plush. So let's go back to get forward with plush. <laughs> all right it's one of those days for me folks just just bear with me because we are on tour um and again you can tell hotel room um pretty nondescript somewhere in winnipeg um but i you know i can't always rely on the pandemic um the girls are telling us about how they started the band plush and you know, they were on their phones on the internet. Exactly. I started a podcast. That's exactly the same reasons that we all do it. It gave you some time to uh, really practice and get together as a band because you couldn't tour. You were actually forming uh, recording wise. How did those first demos come about? How did that, those first recordings come about and who, um, if anybody took you under their wing to uh, get the songs all in shape and get the production together, how did that work out um, going into the studio? Mariah? Yeah, so um, I had been working with Johnny, um, Johnny K and, you know, getting some, some songs and, and just kind of bouncing off of him, like, you know, what songs do you think are, you know, album worthy or... And um, yeah, so we we worked up on the songs and Johnny just really is so incredible. Like he's so genius and his vision just completely aligned with ours. And it really was just such a smooth process. I mean, we went to Nashville and um, 
you know, within that first week, we really just, you know, drums were done within like a week. Um, you know, we had guitars laid down a little bit, like some rhythms and stuff. And, you know, we really had like the, the skeletons of the song, if you will, or like the, the bass, you know, the basses. Um, and then we went to Chicago to do vocals and overdubs and, uh, you know, lead parts, solos. And it, it really was just a very smooth sailing process. And, you know, some of the songs we, some of the songs were just riffs, you know, like I know our song Athena was just a riff when we got in the studio and we really had to sit with that one for a little while. And, um, you know, with Johnny and just kind of really just write the whole entire song there in the studio. And it's that's a killer what we riff. did. It's such a killer oh, riff. I, I, I've been I've been listening to him this morning and um, the last couple of days, actually, uh, just been getting into the music. We're going to talk about uh, the new single. Um, I believe it's called Better Off Alone, right? Am I correct with that? Yes, correct. And that, and that came out. So um, these, I'm just wondering, Mariah, did the experience that you had uh, working in um whether it was uh, the voice or whether it was even earlier um in high school you were part of a group called uh the modern day music and uh tell us a little bit about that because it seems like that sort of formed you know part of the basis and and and, and gave you that experience and, and gave your voice i guess um more of a maturity than I than you would expect out of you know most debut bands coming out. You you have a, a seasoned voice, so uh, tell us about modern Thank day you. music and how that came about. So modern day music was it well is, um, but it's it's a music school and it's you know it's for everything. I mean, piano, guitar, bass. Uh, vocals. I mean, I mean, everything you can um, go there to. And, and I, around like nine or 10, I was just figuring out that I could, you know, could sing and I wanted to learn how to use my voice properly. Um, and so my parents were just like, cause I was a really shy kid. So like a lot of the time my parents would see that I like to do something and they would have to like, kind of nudge me and be like, Hey, you know, you should do this if you like this. And so they were like, we're going to set up voice lessons for you. And if you, if you like it, you know, we'll continue with it. And if you don't, then that's fine. Um, and one day I think we were at the, like the parent teacher store or something, some random place. And there was a flyer on there and it said, uh, modern day music. And my parents were like, Mariah, look, it's look like this is perfect for you. And the place was only like 20 minutes from my house too. And so, I started taking voice lessons there and that, you know, the rest was history. I mean, I just, I, I kept on taking voice lessons there up until like this year, honestly, because like, you know, touring and stuff, but I just loved it there. And they had this band program um, where they take the kid, you know, the students and group them in bands together. And that was really just such a great, I mean, really, it was like a like a a career defining moment for me because I got the first taste of what it was like to play in a band, you know, with, with right. other musicians and like minded people who, um, you know, love to play the the same music. And it was just so much fun because there wasn't like a I mean, it's called it's a music school, but it's not like they're like in the bands, you get to pick whatever songs you want to cover. So it's really just a free flowing. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a band director, which is one of the teachers, but right. you know, they're really there to help guide you and help to rehearse the songs. But as far as that, I mean, a good really foundation. Yeah, yeah. It's a great foundation. Honestly, so can't say enough go. good things about modern day music. Mar Mariah has modern day music. Bella, I want to move on to you and how and what got you interested in playing guitar because you guys didn't meet at that music school. What were your early influences and um, yeah, what got you into being on stage that you are right now? Yeah, so I think like my first one was like my dad plays guitar and owns a music store and ah. growing up like his recording studio was in our basement. So I was just always around it. 
Um, so it was kind of just normal for me to be like, okay, after school, I'm going to, you know, hang out at the store for a while, then come home and there's a client recording in the basement and that's just normal, you know? So I was just always around, you know, music all the time. And then because of that, like in both of my parents being huge into rock, I was like really early on, like my favorite band was Kiss and I love like the Beatles, Led Zeppelin. Um, so Kiss was kind of the first band that you know, I think I was like eight, between three and five. I just thought like Ace Freely was like the coolest human alive, you know, with like all the, the imagery and the smoking guitar and all that. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So it was actually for um, my fifth birthday. My parents got me my first guitar and I took lessons at my dad's store all the way up until I was 18. So I, it was kind of just always being around music for me, really. Um, and then along the way too, discovering all these bands either through my parents or through you know friends or teachers and just totally expanding my taste through that there was a little bit of alice cooper in there too wasn't there oh yeah a lot because <laughs> <laughs> we have some sort of uh there's a definite connection between uh plush and the alice cooper man and hopefully someday uh we'll get you guys out on the road with us um there you go uh, am I am I wearing the same exact hat? I know I have that same bandana that I'm wearing, um, but that's Bella as, as, and Bella's mom. And there you go at one of the rock shows up in the Northeast. Um, and I think that might have actually been with the Ace Freely band or, or one of those shows, because I know that we're uh, we have toured with Ace in the past many, many times. And we're going to tour on this tour. Um Oh, wow. That's cool. That's at a rock and roll parking lot uh, early, early on. Yeah, I think that was on the Motley Crue tour. Like that might have been the first time I saw you guys, I think. I can definitely tell you that's a 2016, maybe no, 2015 because of the Les Paul that I was playing at that point. Um, (laughs) You know, Uh, so there are definitely uh, similarities and that run through the Alice Cooper band and plush. I know that your drummer has uh, has been uh, mentored a bit by Glenn Sobel. They've actually had some lessons together as well because he was saying, or or they've had some sort of, you know, um, definitely trading off uh, some sort of knowledge and experience and lessons and stuff. And I know that she follows his, his, uh, his stuff because he was, he was basically saying, Oh yeah, I know, you know, I know the drummer of plush, you know, um, we, so there you go, you know, but every drummer, everybody, you know, every drummer knows everybody. I mean, do you find that, 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 that like the, the drummer community is very tight knit and very close. What about the guitar playing uh, sort of community? How are you treated? And let's, you know, let's be honest here. How are you treated by the sort of male dominated guitar uh, world as far as as you embark on all these uh, tours with really, really uh, high level guitars, such as Slash? Um, how, how have they been treating you guys on the road? They've been amazing. Um, I was definitely going into it like I wasn't sure what to expect, you know, um, but especially like Slash or Jen Majura or when we met Nita in Nashville, everyone has been so cool and down to earth and welcoming. And especially like touring, that's such a great environment. And I really just can't say enough great things for all the bands like, you know, on all of our tours up until this point, like taking us under their wing and um, really just being so welcoming to us. Love it. And Mariah, you having the same yeah. experience as well with singers as well? Because I know that you have um, a very cool connection with Lizzie Hale, you know, guitarist, singer, songwriter, is just like you. Um, how are those relationships uh, sort of uh, growing? Yeah, I mean, you know, same thing as Bella said. I mean, everybody has just been so, um, you know, especially Lizzie and Amy, they just have been so welcoming and like when when we toured with them they you could tell that they knew they, they knew 100 that it was our first you know big tour and and you know probably that we were all very nervous <laughs> um and very you know uh you know just trying to to find our place in that huge world and they just did everything that they could to make sure that we felt welcome and you know safe and just at home and you know, to give us advice and really everybody's just been so kind and welcoming. I have yet to have 
any negative experiences with anyone really. <laughs> well, Vic, if honest. you go back to that, if you go back to that shot just now with plush and hailstorm, don't you think it would look kind of cool too to have the Alice Cooper logo somewhere in there, and that would be a good tour? What do that you guys think? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That would be sick. I'm gonna have yeah. to steal one of his boa constrictors though. <laughs> well, those are the remaining dates of our alice cooper uh, tour right now and we are ending the tour up um with ace freely so it you know everything sort of blends together in rock and roll as well as uh the instruments that we do play i always say that uh we play the guitars that our guitar heroes play. The reason why I play uh, Cherry Burst Les Paul on stage is because of Ace Fraley. Um, uh, Bella, is there a certain guitar that you play because of a certain uh, other guitar hero that you had? Yeah, um, I play Ibanez RGs, um, and I have an Ibanez gem actually right behind me as well. Um, there it is. Uh, because of Steve I, um, and Ibanez in general because of Vi and Satriani. Um, those are two of my heroes. Definitely, probably when I was getting a little older, like middle school age, and I was really getting into instrumental music, and all that stuff just blew me away and totally kind of made me like just re-envision guitar playing, you know? Um and it's yeah definitely has a huge impact on me now today with like what gear i play and um i'm honored to be endorsed by ivanez and being able to play the guitars that my heroes play nice nice and mariah how about you uh what do you feel about uh guitars that you play and you know who your guitar heroes and bass heroes are, are across the board I honestly, I, so my guitar hero was, uh, Joe Perry back. He was the re like the reason that I wanted to pick up guitar. Um, so I, you know, I, of course I, I mean, I play ESP because actually one of my other favorite guitar players is Brian head Welch and he plays ESP. And, um, you know, that's how I kind of got into the world of ESP. And so, I love, you know, ESP because Brian had Welch. And when I saw the the Eclipse, you know, in the, the EC series that they have, I'm like, oh, man, that Les Paul. It's like a perfect marriage between like Brian had Welch and Joe Perry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, so that's kind of my guitar stuff. I said bass <laughs> only because when we went full screen, I saw you have a bass in the background. And is that uh, for demo purposes oh, or? yeah. What, what, yeah, this is for demo purposes. This is just my like crappy little like $90 Ibanez bass that I use for like little demos and whatever. Just like scratch tracks. Nicely done. I've had the same strings on it since I got it. <laughs> vibey. I say so that that's vibey. <laughs> so, hey, girl, uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a very quick uh, break and then we're going to come back with some more questions uh, from the audience um we have again uh nick from sticks and stones uh uh florally is obviously a backstage as well they're part of our all excess group um you'll meet them after the show right now but uh we'd like to talk a little bit about the sound that you're hearing um me speak through these biodynamic mics one of our sponsors as well as what i get to listen to you guys from and what i will be listening to your videos after the uh, podcast is over so let's have a quick commercial break we're here with mariah and bella from the band plush you're here with ryan roxy in the trenches hit it vic hello ryan roxy here host of the in the trenches podcast and i also play guitar for alice cooper i just wanted to take a second to talk about what mic you're hearing me speak through and what headphones I choose to listen to all my audio with. My go-to podcast and live performance mic is this TG V70 Dynamic Vocal Mic. And when I'm recording acoustic stuff, I'll always mic it up with the Biodynamic M160 Double Ribbon Mic. I listen to everything with the DT1770 Pro headphones, unless I'm out and about. That's when the Aventa Wireless headphones really make listening to music, podcasts, or any other audio app that's on my phone ultra-high fidelity and latency-free. Check out their official site or the links below in the description of this video to find out more about what makes Biodynamic Musician's Choice in Pro Audio Mics and Headphones. Now, let's get back into the trenches for some more rock and roll. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the ride. We are here with Bella and Mariah from the Rock Band Plush. 
And guess what, folks? Uh, it is time for the main event. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. There you go. Thank you very much, Vic Chalfant, for laying down all these great animation and as well as putting up all these great photos. And you can only see uh, all of this production value if you are on our YouTube official channel. So go to Ryan Roxy Official on YouTube and uh, be part of the live chat as well. I appreciate you guys taking the time uh, out of your day to watch and listen to us and, and obviously appreciate uh, both Mariah and Bella for making it into the trenches. Um, let's talk about your new single that's out now called Better Off Alone. Uh, you released it in January 2022. Um, with that single, it's starting to open up many, many doors for you in touring. Um, tell us how the song came about and um, what the how the uh, how the video and and has been accepted and sort of promoted and how you're getting all these amazing uh, support slots for promoting the band. Whoever wants to take it, Mariah <laughs> or Bella. Well, so, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, um, so it seems to be being, you know, received pretty well. I mean, I just, I'm very, very happy that, you know, people can connect with it and that it's, you know, been helping us get all these opportunities that I never, you know, really saw happening anytime soon. I just, you know, it's awesome. Like the fact that we're about to go out with seven dust is like, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. And, um, as far as the video, I, I, I think it's being received pretty well. Uh, I mean, I would hope so. I, I think it is. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and the song is about, um, just, you know, a relationship and a person that you are doing, you know, you feel like you try to give the world to and, you know, please them and, and be there for them. And, you know, you're breaking your back for this person. And it's like, no matter what, everything's turned around on you and it's manipulative. And, um, you know, somehow they always end up pissed off. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm just better off alone. Well, like you're, like your voice, there's a sense of maturity that uh, is well beyond the years of actually how old you are. are. Are those songs coming from the heart? Are they coming from experience? Or are you sometimes taking a backseat as a third person and watching a situation and just sort of documenting that? It's usually, it. it is from personal experience. Um, and sometimes I do like to write from like a, you know, third person perspective, but mostly it's usually like personal experiences and stuff like that. And usually what happens when uh, a song like this takes place and it sort of comes together, um, I would imagine you'll, you'll demo it up with that Ibanez bass in the background <laughs> that you have, <laughs> or, uh, and, and then, then you'll present it to the band. And then will you guys, you know, for instance, will you send the demos to Bella and then she'll hash out, some parts that she wants to put on. And then because you guys do live far apart from each other, uh, you'll maybe how we, will everything be done online in that putting the song together or will you actually do it face to face Bella? So like, I think the end goal is to do it all face to face, but since I'm pretty far away, like for the whole process of the album, like all the demos were sent to me and kind of, I would just hash through and try like anything out on my own and kind of have, you know, like a mental list going of all these different ideas of parts I could do or solo ideas or, you know, what if we changed this guitar part or whatever. Um, and kind of just brainstorming as much as I could before we all got into the rehearsal space. Cause um, especially before we went to Nashville, it was a pretty tight schedule where I think we had like maybe like four days to like rehearse everything before we went into the studio. So I think like all of us kind of were brainstorming on our own or we'd text, you know, like videos back and forth of like, what do you think of this idea? Um, and then once we all got together, you could definitely get a better feel of the vibe of the song and how all these different, you know, parts and ideas can fit together. 
And then definitely once we got into the studio, it was a lot of kind of like trial and error and just experimenting with different parts or all these different ideas in, to really write the song in like. But you guys took the preparation from the beginning. So you, you were definitely prepared before, but then open up to change once you got in the studio. Definitely. Yeah. I think for pretty much every song, there's lots of parts where it's like, or especially like coming from a guitar perspective, like, you know, like more like extra parts I could have added or more notes and stuff. And it's, I learned a lot about, really just pulling back and playing for the song and how the guitar can fit when you have such a powerful vocalist and drummer and bass player and backing vocals and all this too. So it was definitely a lot of trying different things out and then seeing it all kind of come together and all of us finding our different roles at, like as a writer in the band, you know? Nice. Well, the sure. thing is now that the songs that, that um, are being presented live and you're getting to uh, perform them in front of some amazing uh, audiences that, you know, that are coming out to see acts like Mammoth, uh, WVH, Daughtry, Hailstorm, Evanescence. And you just mentioned that you're going to go on tour uh, really shortly with Seven Dust. Um, Mariah, what songs are you or maybe either both of you, but I'll start with Mariah. Uh, you Are there any songs in particular that you see are popping out as becoming artists or uh, audience favorites? I would say, I think that, um, well, definitely our cover of uh, Barracuda. It's the only cover that we play in the set, but like, obviously that's going to be, a, it's, it's very much a turning point in our shows because you know, a lot of people don't know our music. And so when, when you whip out that song, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, that this song, we know that song. And <laughs> and so the energy really from from that point on in the show is just is just awesome. But where do you drop um, it in? Do you drop it in in the beginning, halfway through? It's it's about it's about quarters. halfway, I think. I don't yeah. know. Right, Bella? Or maybe. Yeah, it's like half. right halfway, I think. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I would say. Definitely Barracuda. Um, as far as plush songs, I think that Sober and maybe Hate, Hate and like Champion would right. be the, the fan favorites, the, the crowd favorites. <clears throat> and you, Belle, you seen the same sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much like something that really stood out to me, especially on the Slash Taurus, it was funny with how we'd have Barracuda in the middle of the set. And it was just a total turning point for the whole show because you like you could see the room light up of like everyone was like, hey, I know that one. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. After that, like they were Every, getting everyone knows that flanger sound. No doubt about it. We've actually, <laughs> we've actually had Roger Fisher on the podcast before the guy that no played oh, that awesome. exactly uh, that flanger sound. Um, yeah. You know what? Total, total cred, street cred. If either of you can guess what year that song Barracuda came out, it's pretty easy. If you, if you know me, seventy-seven. You know. There you go. You know me. Nineteen seventy-seven. Off the little clean All right, Mariah. I just became your biggest fan. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And you know that I'm in Canada, folks, because I'm. You know, this is not one of our sponsors, but I'm drinking Tim Horton's coffee right now. We're hanging out uh, with the lead vocalist, lead guitar player, uh, Mariah Ambella of the band Plush. Um, we wish we could have the other two on it, but it, you know what? Our paths will cross somewhere on this uh, uh, wacky world of rock and roll right now. Um, hopefully. Because we were talking, we're in Canada right now and heading across the North America tour. But then leg two starts in a, um, uh, about a month for us or a couple of weeks. Uh, and we're going to go to Europe. And we were talking about you guys. Uh, the band Plush has not uh, performed Europe yet. But I can imagine you're looking very much forward to doing that. And are there any, uh, has there been any whispers, any talk about Plush getting over to Europe? There's been plenty of talk about it from our camp of definitely like you know uh, the biggest concern at first was like traveling with the pandemic overseas and then you know our schedule got so busy with U.S. touring and I'm so glad we were able to really establish that and get the hang of touring a bit before going overseas but definitely at this point it's kind of 
um, talked about a lot and definitely one of our main goals for going into 2023. Nice, nice. And and the other thing, Mariah, for you, because um, I'm looking at the bands that you guys are are, are uh, supporting and, and touring with. You just got off the road with Slashes. Uh, Slash and the con- it's got the longest name of all time. Slash I, I, and oh Miles gosh, Kennedy and the conspirators. It. And we are actually in Winnipeg. We are in the hometown of Brent Fitz. So I don't know if there's anything you want me to say to oh, Brent because we oh. might be seeing him tonight. So um, but you you have been I love you. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh pass on your love to Brent a little bit later, but uh you you are opening and supporting bands like Slash, um, Hailstorm, Seven Dust, and then I see Daughtry. So the spectrum of music uh, that you guys are actually able to fit in with is is quite wide. Um, do you enjoy in playing in front of the heavier bands, or do you enjoy playing in front of the more uh, popular, you know, more mainstream rock bands what, what what's your favorite audience to play in front of or just anybody that reacts to plush you know it's been so interesting to going into it and opening for all these different bands and seeing the different response like uh one that really stood out to me for sure was the hailstorm evanescence tour because everyone there was already you know huge fans of like women in rock and love the sound of those bands and i think you know you can definitely tell we're influenced by them um but i mean i feel like every different type of headlining act has its own following and it's super interesting to see but i'm definitely like i don't know the ones that kind of stand out to me the best are like the heavier crowds because you can so tell everyone's just so passionate about the music and that the crowd really feels like a family like that's definitely what i noticed the last time we opened up for seven dust love it love it and mariah do you if, if you uh, had to choose between uh supporting well obviously you'd choose headlining but if you're going to do these great support gigs uh would you uh opt for more of the heavier audience maybe that makes you sing harder so that is harder or do you like more of the mainstream rock or does it matter i honestly i gotta agree with bella 100 like the the heavier crowds are just for me it's it's where it's at because like bella said i mean i just feel like there's such a for me personally, like there's so much more of a sense of passion in, in those crowds. And they just, you know, it's, I just feel like they're so happy to be there. And it's just like, it's like one big metal family, you know? Well, I can hardly, so, well then I can already wait till you guys get to Europe <laughs> because it, it, it is that exact same way, but it's with an accent and everybody, you know, <laughs> And everybody's uh, very much into it. As you can tell, the In the Trenches group is, is all over the world. We have a lot of people watching you guys right now in Europe. So they are waiting for uh, Plush to conquer uh, Europe as well, as you guys are doing a great job uh, doing that in the States. Um, right now, we would like to move to a little section of the uh, show where we have we celebrate uh, our Fan of the Week. And uh, right now, Fan of the Week... I will let Vic set up the animation, put it up, and then I'll... There it is. Brian Erickson. I hope you guys can hear me because I just got booted out of my own okay you guys say you can hear me um but yeah i, I like i said i'm in a winnipeg hotel room i don't know is it the, the, the wi-fi <laughs> whenever we put up animation everything gets all uh whacked out but uh brian erickson he's been on all of our shows this last week supporting in the front row so you are our fan of the week uh supporting out the alice cooper band as well as all things roxy and uh there you go there's that flying v there's that same guitar that I was uh, posing with Bella a little bit earlier in the in the show, and um, yeah, very congratulations, Brian. If you'd like to be a in the trenches fan of the week or a Ryan Roxy fan of the week, just start supporting it and start spreading this episode of uh, Plush in the Trenches. Um, never let the truth get in the way of the good story. Um, let's dispel the rumors <laughs> now. Let's dispel the rumors and myths. Uh, do female rock bands have it rougher than male rock bands? 
either one of you can take this question. You know, I feel like going into it, I was expecting it to be a lot more intense than it is, you know, like, um, I think not to say I was expecting the worst, but I was expecting to, you know, be treated with some sort of disrespect. And I really, I haven't run into that. So it makes me proud to be in the rock community because so many people have just too like gone out of their way. I mean, doing the opposite, making sure we feel safe and making sure we're comfortable. Um, and I've had headliners before come up and like, be like, Hey, are you having fun? And I'm like, yes, this is literally a dream come true. <laughs> um, but I mean, about being a woman, like you'll hear comments from time to time and, the funny part is it's never to your face. It's just still here. It's like someone said it nearby <laughs> you. And then like, they, it's always like, in the comments. All, do, you, do you guys read the comments? Or oh my God. Off? It cracks me up. <laughs> Dude, we would have like, oh my gosh. We would have like full blown, like conversations about comment sections. Like <laughs> practices. We'd be like, yo, did you see that one guy? But like, yeah, send like, like screenshots to the group text. Be like, check this one out. <laughs> or like, oh my gosh, it was so funny. Like, so one of our favorite platforms, one of our favorite group of commenters is like Blabbermouth, right? Oh. And so it's it's just horrible for everyone. So we're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we literally got, and this is our group. This is our group chat name because this was perfect when. Uh, Blabbermouth had come out with the article when Plush was first being launched. It was like, you know, the all-female, people were making a big deal of like the all-female thing. Like, I get it. And somebody in the comments goes, great, chickleback. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> make a back, and they all chickleback. They were like, dude, this is the best thing in the whole entire world. So we definitely get a kick out of some of those comments. Somebody called us Flush. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm glad you're turning these these comments into a positive thing, into a comedic thing, and I, maybe even a merch thing. I think uh, Chickleback might be a really nice, you know. Oh my think gosh, about that's it. a good that's idea. So merch, you know, Ryan with the merch ideas. Shoot. Well, always, always. But here's the thing. Here's here's the ultimate burn: is the guy who came up with it gets zero. He gets zero percent of it. Mm -hmm. You take all the credit. In fact, it well. It could be a female that made the comment. Who knows? 99.9% yeah. .9 probably not because <laughs> is, is it 99.9% .9 of the people that make negative comments like <laughs> not females in, in on the internet and stuff. But it's funny to see that you guys, and it's cool to see that you guys are taking that stuff with a grain of salt. And I do find it funny that, uh, you know, the whole comments thing, even at a live show, and I don't know if it's true for you guys, but I can see myself every once in a while. If I, if 5,000 people are having a good time, why do I focus on the one person that doesn't seem to be having a good time? I don't, do you guys yeah. do that sometimes? I feel like, I don't know. It's definitely like, or I'll notice when it's like other guitar players in the crowd because they're just staring at my fretboard, just like this <laughs> blank face. And it's like, oh, I'm trying to entertain me. Like work, work with me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i hate like just like singing and like my eyes wander and like as we're playing there's that one person who's just like <laughs> <laughs> or, i'm like i just oh yeah, yeah right oh, on their phones. <laughs> it just makes me want to go in their face more and be like yeah, yeah. like I, <laughs> I but yeah i mean it's it's true like it's i feel like especially as human beings we have such a tendency to focus on like the one negative thing when it's like just a sea of positives you know so i know i definitely do sometimes. well let's turn that negative thing into positives with uh you know tickleback t-shirts and uh what was the other one uh fl flush flush, I don't know, flush. yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> so loaded right there um <laughs> Let's move on a little bit more to equipment because we're all guitar players here and there are a lot of guitar players in the audience. If you're not uh, one of them, you, then you can always become one, become part of the RGA, uh, which is the Roxy Guitar Army, or you could become uh, the PGA, you know, the plush guitar army, if you'd like. Uh, it doesn't matter to me as long as you're playing the guitar <laughs> and uh, getting inspired by it. We have Mariah and Bella here. Uh, let's move on to a nice little segment we call The One That Got Away. Vic, do you have that right now? I know I'm giving you a lot of time, a lot of time to pick up. 
I think you guys might have opened up for that guy. You know, you guys might have supported maybe. him. But or, or maybe that's the guy that maybe. made the comment. He he's the one tickleback comment. The guy on his phone in the crowd. You, you never know. <laughs> yeah. But the one that got away, and I know that uh, the band is 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 relatively young. Uh, it doesn't have years and years and decades and decades like Alice of of touring experience. But you must have uh, had a piece of equipment, uh, a certain guitar an amplifier, an effect, something that meant a lot to you and uh, in your musical journey so far that you've had to either sell, got lost, perhaps it was stolen, or perhaps you just don't know where it is anymore. Uh, For you, I'll I'll start with Mariah. What is that one that got away for you? Um, Or is there? Maybe to you. I'm going to be honest. I'm such like a, I'm such a, like a, a sappy, like, Oh, I got to save this for the moments and the memories. Like, so I'm like, so like I have like all my first guitars, like I have my $20 target guitar with the built-in amplifier in it from when I was like five. Like I have my first ever Ibanez that I, which was my first ever like real guitar that I got when I was, you know, what model was that? Oh, Oh, it's, um, I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, it was more than 20 bucks. It was more I'm than a fake fan. Um, but like i but actually you know what i do have one that got away now that i'm talking about all this all right one that got away was i had like a really crappy red and white squire you know like those really like you know like the 90 dollar squires and they just never squire a squire strat made in mexico kind of sort of thing right it was a stratocaster shape was it a stratocaster shape or would it have a single single coil pickups or what was it it was, yeah, it was just like, a, it was, a, it was, it was like a strat, but it was like a really crappy version. It was like the really <laughs> cheap ones that don't stay in tune. And like, it just sounds like crap. Um, so why do you wish you had that back? <laughs> nowhere. Actually, I don't wish I had that back. I just don't know where it went. <laughs> Maybe better off. Better off. It just disappeared. It was like, all right, you don't want me and it's clear. So I'm just going to disappear. <laughs> the animal that ran away now bella do you have a, a one that got away for you you know i'm the same way with like i hold on to most of my gear um and i always like i was literally this morning like debating like do i want to sell some pedals and it's like i know as soon as i sell it i'm gonna be like oh that would have been perfect for this project i mean the only thing i can kind of think of is um I had a Washburn, um, the Nuno Betancourt model, I believe it's the N1. It was like, like the lower end, like didn't have the floating trim or anything. Um, but I would, you know, do most of my practicing on that before I, you know, got like more Ibanez RGs and all that. Um, oh yeah, there's me with Nuno, one of my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love that it was like a thin neck, lightweight body, like an Ibanez, but it didn't have the locking trim so I could change tunings. So now it's like, I'll be practicing. It's like, oh, that would be nice, you know? <laughs> but I was you'll, just- You'll see. The, the, the more you tour, when, and once you start touring Europe, once you start going to Caddy, something, you might get misplaced in something. So then you will have one that got away at one point because it's yeah. just the beginning. <laughs> and I love, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be talking to you guys. Uh, and I said this right before the podcast started. We get to, I get to speak to you guys right before it seems like there's a huge taking off pattern. There, you, you've obviously laid a lot of great groundwork um, with, with the singles that you've released so far, and you've done a lot of great uh, touring, which o- can only get the band tighter. But I just see this trajectory, you know, just about ready to take off. So I'm really happy that you were able to spend some time in the trenches with us today to uh, sort of talk about it. And you said maybe this is one of your uh, first long form podcasts that you've done correct yeah, yeah we're so excited to be here ah, yeah great. this has been so much fun so far well yeah. cool well let, let's well let's keep it going on the up and up all right let's uh let's get people to uh get in touch with you with all your socials and stuff because that is where you guys keep on building and building the crowds building the fans and when uh you do come to europe you will have even a larger crowds that uh will start forming to support 
It's plush. Let's, uh, Vic, let's put up everybody's. Um, uh, there you go. I don't have to be in the shot as well, but uh, who wants to go? Maybe we'll have Bella, being that you're on stage right over there. Um, why don't you, stage left actually, uh, go through the people uh, that are listening to us on the audio. What, um, what sort of uh, platforms that uh, they can find you at? Yeah, so for our band page, our Instagram is at Plush Rocks, our Facebook is Plush Official, and Twitter is at Plush Rocks, and our website is plushrocks.net. And for my personal pages on my Instagram, it's Bella period Peron, uh, Facebook Bella Peron, and then Twitter is at Bella P Guitar. There you go. And how about you there, uh, Mariah? There you go. I was just going to yeah, ask you so, your last, how did the correct pronunciation of your last name? Now I don't have to. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am just at Mariah Formica on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And um, yeah, as Bella said earlier, um, we are Plush Rocks on Instagram, Plush Official on Facebook, and at Plush Rocks on Twitter as well. And our website, plushrocks.net. There you go. See, I told you, Vic, our producer, it's it's Formica, not for, for Micah. So, you know, we had this big discussion, Formica. Mariah Formica, uh, Bella Perone. Is that is it? Oh, it's Peron. Peron. It's See, okay, like one of our first band practices. We were like, okay, let's just clear this up now. How do you pronounce your name? Because we are all mispronouncing everyone's names. No. Dude, I was calling, I was like, oh, Bella Perrin. Like I, was, <laughs> I thought it was Aaron. I just tell I people to call me Roxy. Ashley yeah. Suppa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean that's the thing because last names. I think Slash had it right from the beginning. Just do the one word name: Seal, Slash, Sting. Right. You know. So I just go with Roxy. I just tell people to call me Roxy. But, um. Do you, yeah, do you find that sometimes it's easier just to call people by their first names? But does 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 that lower the credibility? Like, would you ever say you'd always if you were doing an interview with, let's say, Eddie Van Halen, would you say Eddie Van Halen or would you just say Ed or Eddie? You know, I don't know. I feel like he's a legend. So, yeah, I always go by full name, but he also seemed like he was so down to earth. So I don't know. And how was yeah. the experience touring with uh, Wolfgang? Oh my God, it was amazing. And it was so exciting too. Um, that was like our first tour to be with him. And he was, you know- Both doing- bands exploding at that point. Exactly. You know, I feel like once he, like distance came out, he's just been up and up. Um, and his whole band and crew were so nice to us. And it was so cool to see. They're just insanely tight live. And it was definitely inspiring for- one of our first tours to like watch them play and definitely take notes on like stuff, like how they interact with each other and their transitions and all of it was so seamless. Great. Well, speaking of how to interact with each other um, as musicians, I know there's some good practice habits that you guys must have instilled over uh, the years. Uh, do you have any sort of practice tips, anything that keeps you guys um, that you can pass on to our listeners that are aspiring to do the same thing uh, that we all are just being able to play music for a living? What sort of practice tips or what sort of um, practice habits do you guys have even today when you're on the road? Um, definitely when I warm up, I like to just run through scales and all of the major modes with the metronome. Uh, cause I feel like that definitely like helps my like right hand lock in before playing live. Um, and definitely too, something I didn't really get into until we were recording the album, which I wish I learned sooner was like practice playing your rhythm parts to a metronome. Cause I always save the metronome for learning how to play fast or only doing lead stuff, but figuring out how to play in the pocket with it is just is the metronome on your phone or is it a separate metronome? What's your what's your metronome endorsement? It's it's on my phone. So but I like always put my phone on do not disturb, like another tip too, if you're using your phone, because I will get distracted easily. <laughs> right on. Mariah. Yeah, that's a great tip. I, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, it's so, so important to to really just like Bella said, I mean, like practice in the pocket. I mean, it's just 
and then it'll just become like, you know, it'll just feel more natural to you. And, um, you know, you'll be more on time. And also like, this sounds really, you know, cliche, but I feel like it's, it's really true. Like you have to stick with it. Like, don't just get frustrated and be like, oh, well, I'll just pick this up next week. Like, just stick with it, sit with it, see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Very nice. so like, try to aim for like learning something that excites you. So even when it yeah. is something tedious, it feels like you're making progress and you're, you're getting there because it's something you want to be able to play. Uh, 100%. You know what? You guys are inspiring me right now. Mike Usnick said I was taking notes. And I am taking <laughs> notes because to be honest with you, I'm going to go download a metronome app uh, when we finish this podcast, because I'm going to start doing that in my sort of pre-show ritual, because I think it is important. And I, and I, when I first started playing guitar, I used a metronome. In fact, I used the old school ones that would go back and forth. Metronomes folks have been around for years and years. And um, I don't know who came up with the metronome. That's a good, that's a good yeah, question. Definitely before 977. Uh, it was probably yeah, who's Mr. Metronome? 1577. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but okay, so so now that we are talking about equipment, um, is there any sort of equipments that you guys are endorsed with currently that you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, I always give shout out to my string companies, uh, which is Diderio and uh Diodario and um depending on what side of the country you're from. And uh, we are actually having Diodario strings and uh, that sort of merch used Diodario strings being sold at the merch stand uh, at all these Alice Cooper shows. So shameless plug for me and my merch, but maybe it's a good idea for you guys to that think about selling cool. used strings at the show. Yes. Huh? Cool. I've actually thought about making like, cause I love jewelry working and stuff. So I've actually thought about like doing like the, you know, like making jewelry out of yeah. my used guitar strings. I thought about that because I really like so that idea. Cool. I'm too busy wearing the Unchained stuff, which is actually blowing <laughs> up everywhere. That's uh, Johnny Grapark's company over there. So we love them as well. Oh, so so, cool. so what uh, amplifier and guitar companies would you guys like to give a quick shout out to? Yeah, I'd love to give a shout out to Laney Amplification. I use uh, Both of us use the Ironheart Half Stacks. Um, and it's a huge part of our live sound, and I just love how versatile they are. Um, and then Ibanez Guitars, uh, DeMarzio Pickups, which I, I was most recently endorsed by. I'm thrilled to be like a part of their team. And then SIT Strings as well. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, Mariah, any any others, or are those about covering them these days? Yeah, I mean, as Bella said, Laney amplification, I agree, it's a huge part of our la- uh, live sound, and it's the, the amps really are so versatile. I mean, you can play anything on them. Um, and I would like to give also a shout out to ESP Guitars. Uh, those are my homies. I love them. <laughs> and I love ESP Guitars. Um, yes, SIT strings. Um, also, Fishman pickups. I love them. Um, great, great acoustic and, pickups uh, and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, love Fishman pickups. I I also just recently got endorsed by Fishman, um, and I'm not a, I'm not I'm not endorsed by this company, but I really love them because I just ordered custom picks from them, and I know that um, Hailstorm also uses these. Oh, I these, ordered them in, too, like last yeah, night. <laughs> oh, you did from Intune into yes, girl. See, I'm Intune, so excited. Yes, Intune guitar picks. I love them. I love how they feel. They're they're thick, heavy. I mean, these picks right here. Where is it? The camera. These oh, picks right I here. Love that. They That's are so they're, they're super super thick. And I'm, I'm trying to so look for I'm trying they're to look for my thick. picks gonna, now too. Billy, you're gonna freaking love these. I'm I so have to excited. give a shout out to to Omega <laughs> picks because we just had a whole new. Ah, hold on one second. I'm gonna go ahead. You guys show them your picks. Hold on. <laughs> But yeah, definitely. If anybody wants custom guitar picks, I recommend Intune because I love their picks. And you can eat them far as hell. <laughs> I gotta practice for the next run. I feel like all my picks make it maybe two feet. So that's the mission for the next oh, tour. I hate when they don't, when it's like you're so confident and then they just like don't go past the barricade. <laughs> I'm so glad too when I go to like throw out a set list and it doesn't make it past the barricade. And it's like, I hype the crowd up so much. I know, right? It's, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, damn. And then everyone's just looking at you like, really? Y'all couldn't throw a pass there? 
But we're going we're going for a total pick uh, endorsement, and you guys were hyping up in tune. I've got to hype up the boys and Jerry Pardue at Omega because uh, this is one of my favorite new ones that's out there right now that he's putting together. Oh, Team, awesome. that, that's, that's Team that. Jen. Team Jennifer. Is oh my gosh, I love that. And then another one is the in, official in the trenches guitar pick. So there you go, folks. Oh, you can ooh, screenshot that. All right, I'm going to save them for you. And hopefully we will be on the same stage anytime soon. Yes. But, yes. Uh, awesome. Yeah, man. What a, It's been great having you guys on, man. Let's have you guys on back. And, or maybe while we're on the road, when, when we're doing leg two, uh, we can do like a quick uh, tour catch up. And we'll catch up on your tour while we're out on tour. And, uh, you know, we can be pals that way. Yeah, that would be yes. awesome. Okay, well, next week, next week's guest on In the Trenches, so everyone that's uh, paying attention right now, will be Mick Box from the band Uriah Heap. And there he is, Mick. So I'm not sure if you guys have played any shows with Uriah Heap yet, but great rock and roll band, classic, maybe a perfect band to uh, go out in Europe with because uh, huge following everywhere. And um, I look forward to having Mick Box on the trenches. But guess what? We've been here with Mariah and Bella from the band Plush. Um, does it feel weird to say that maybe you're one of the, you know, one of those breakout PPD post-pandemic <laughs> bands? I mean. Yeah, it's definitely very weird with, I mean, except for Mariah, all of us were in high school at the beginning of the pandemic. I was just finishing senior year. So to go into the pandemic, like still in high school and then mid-pandemic I did a year online at Berkeley and then you know we're able to start touring so then it's just been on the road so it's such a weird transition you know but I'm so grateful for how everything's worked out it's really just been such an incredible experience great Uh, there's a raging debate by the way Mm -hmm. uh of the uh, origins of the metronome so uh going on in 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 our live chat right now some people are saying it was built in the that was invented in the 1600s others are they they actually had a name there it was in the 1800s so you know what in order to be part of any of this type of debate and any type of this conversation and discord uh we would love for you to be on the youtube official channel and you can do that by uh, just punching the subscribe button that's right under bella right there and um of course, if you're listening to us on an audio broadcast, thank you very much. But make it over to Ryan Roxy Official on YouTube and start telling your friends um, parting words uh, that you have because you have already uh, given us a lot of inspiration with the practice tips. Like I said, I'm going to go out and get a metronome on my app right after mm-hmm. this podcast is done and start practicing with it. Um, but words to live by with uh, life and how to get through it and how you guys have uh, sort of had this uh, perseverance and uh, and dedication to rock and roll um any sort of words that you live by maybe it was given to you by your parents or someone that you look up to or you just came up with it yourself that you can pass on to our listeners um i'm trying to think of like stuff we've heard from touring but um just kind of overall i guess is I, especially for pursuing music and stuff, just, it's so important to go with your gut and go for something you're passionate about. Um, especially like just thinking back of like all this happened for me. Cause I re- felt like a really strong urge to respond to this ad, you know, even when I really wasn't expecting it to go anywhere. And it was just kind of a gut instinct to at least try. Cause you never know what could happen from just reaching out to any opportunity. And that that responding to that one ad has led to all this touring and all this uh, really good groundwork that's setting you guys up for a really exciting year ahead. Mariah, do you have any advice for our listeners? Uh, yeah, I think what Bella said was great advice. I, one of my biggest things that I always you know say to myself is also follow your gut because honestly, I mean you're when you start to trust yourself, I mean, it's, it's just, I've never been personally led astray, you know, um, by trusting my gut, there's never been a negative outcome from that. Um, you know, you, you know, like your soul knows deep down, I think. And, you know, also like Bella said, I mean, just take opportunities. I mean, you have to, even if you don't know or think that anything will come of it, I mean, you know, take opportunities because that's how we all got here. Um, 
and just like you know also i think like be open to constructive criticism also because it can really change um your trajectory and, and really change how you operate for the better you know so i would say that too and and just keep persevering because um there are going to be times when you're like oh this is not going to work and if you say that then it's not going to work so you got to keep going which sounds cliche but it's really true I i'm going to say it and i hope I, I hope i'm right when i say it uh mariah Fermika. Yeah. yes correct and uh bella Peron? Yeah. yeah. Got him. That's right. Bella Pepperoni. <laughs> Mariah and Bella. We got Mariah, Bella, and Ashley and Brooke, who make up the band plush. But we've had Mariah and Bella here um, all day in the trenches. I want to appreciate. Uh, thank you guys one last time for coming on the show. Everybody else, um, again, Mick Box on the – oh, my God. Now there's a huge <laughs> oh my thing gosh. about <laughs> – Amazing. We right, found we, Mr. Metronome. You're going to have to literally have a whole podcast about the Metronome now. But uh, let's song. write a song. Okay. No, there's a song about the Metronome. We love it. <laughs> See, all these good things happen. The band is called Plush. The new single is out right now, Better Off Alone. Uh, look out for more singles and more touring coming out from this up and coming band. Um, and we're going to catch up somewhere down the road. Hopefully we'll catch up on the same stage and we'll be uh, on a bill sometime really, really soon. Um, until next time, folks, I'm Ryan Roxy. You've been listening to Plush in the Trenches. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the ride. Cheers, guys. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back.